Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I uh, am glad you're here. I am very glad you're here. Super glad. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Today. Oh, today is my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, sister. I don't call her sister. That's I just. That's a weird, weird thing to say. Who uh, the Berenstain Bears? They called themselves uh, like they 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 said sister and brother and uh, I don't know what the parents said. Did they have names? I think they did. But they, they called them each other sister and brother, which I always thought was kind of weird. Okay, uh, this is an episode full of canons again, but these canons uh, are spelled differently. So our first one is canon, C-A-N-O-N, first form noun from before the 12th century. 1A, a regulation or dogma decreed by a church council. 1B, a provision of canon law. 2 the most solemn and unvarying part of the Mass, including the consecration of the bread and wine. Uh, Next is, let's see, 3A, an authoritative list of books accepted as Holy Scripture. Holy Scripture? 3B, the authentic works of a writer. Writer as in one who writes a book. 3C, a sanctioned or accepted group or body of related works, as in the canon of great literature. For A, an accepted principle or rule. For B, a criterion or standard of judgment. For C, a body of principles, rules, standards, or norms. Five, a contrapuntal musical composition. Contrapuntal. I think I might be saying that correctly. I think that means counterpoint. So there's one part uh, well, let's let's read. Let's finish reading before we start talking about it. What are you doing? You're going against everything that you usually do. A contrapuntal musical composition in which each successively entering voice presents the initial theme, usually transformed in a strictly consistent way. So it's comes in one way, the 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 point, the point, the theme, whatever it is, and then other instruments come in and they have a similar but different version of that. I don't know. I think that's right. Uh, and then a synonym is the word law. So, because a lot of these had things like rules and standards and norms and principles, stuff like that. So, that's just the general idea of canon. This is a Latin word, means ruler or rule or model or standard. And then, uh, let's see, a couple other ones had etymology that was different. I'm just looking through, but I don't think we need to explain any of that. Okay. Now we have the second form of canon. It is a noun from the 13th century. One, a clergyman belonging to the chapter or the staff of a cathedral or collegiate church. Two, synonym is canon regular. Uh, Let's see, this is from Latin canonicus, which means one living under a rule, and I think that is good. Next is canyon. C-A-N-O-N, still, except the first N has the uh, the little squiggly line over it. I think it's called a tilde or a tilde. Um, and this is a variation of canyon spelled the normal English way that we think of it. Uh, but I'm guessing canyon with a, with a, with a, with a tilde is um, the original way that it was spelled. That's my guess. Okay, next we have canoness. Canoness. Uh, this is a noun from 1682. One, a woman living in community 
It just says, in community, under a religious rule, but not under a perpetual vow. Two, a member of a Roman Catholic congregation of women corresponding to canons regular. Um, okay, moving on to canonic. Adjective from the 15th century. One, synonym is canonical. Two, of or relating to musical canon. Uh, musical canon, that's the uh, the contrapuntal musical composition, I think. Okay, next is canonical. So we just had the synonym canonical. Now let's talk about canonical. Adjective from the 15th century. One, of relating to or forming a canon. So many different ways this one word can be uh, defined. It's it's spelled two different ways. You can talk about the things that shoot. You can talk about rules and standards. Uh, it's it's very confusing, don't you think? Okay, uh, let's see. So where were we? Of or relating or forming a canon. Number two, conforming to a general rule or acceptable procedure. Synonym is orthodox. Three, of or relating to a clergyman who is a canon. I cannot keep track of this. Four, reduced to the canonical form, as in a canonical matrix. Canonically is an adverb. Next is canonical form, two words, noun from 1851, the symbolist form of something, specifically the form of a square matrix that has zero elements everywhere except along the principal diagonal. Uh... I feel like I sort of know what that's talking about, but I can't think of an example exactly, but I've probably seen it somewhere. Okay, next is canonical hour, like minutes and hours and seconds. Noun from the 15th century. One, a time of day canonically appointed for an office of devotion. Two, one of the daily offices of devotion that compose the divine office and include matins or matins, with lauds, prime, terse, sext, non, vespers, and compline. Okay, this definitely seems religious, uh, and so I have no idea what any of those things are, but a lot of you probably do know. Uh, yeah, this, those are things that have funny words to me. Okay, next is canonicals with an S. Noun from 1748. The vestments prescribed by canon for an officiating clergyman. Next is canonicity, noun from 1797, the quality or state of being canonical. Next is canonist, noun from 1542, a specialist in canon law. Next is canonize, the, this is a verb. Let's see, I think it is just transitive. Uh, I believe so. Okay, transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to declare a deceased person, an officially recognized saint. Uh, so somebody dies, they were so good, they become a saint, and that is called being canonized. Number two, to make canonical. Three, to sanction by ecclesiastical authority. Four, to attribute authoritative sanction or approval to. Five, to treat as illustrious, preeminent, or sacred. Canonization is a noun. Uh, let's see. Uh, looking through the etymology, catalog of saints. Uh, 
has to do with saints. Next is canon law. Two words, noun from the 15th century. The usually codified or codified law governing a church. Next is canon lawyer. Hey, what do you think? I think that they practice canon law. Noun from 1616. The synonym is canonist, which we already read was a somebody who is a specialist in canon law. Next is canon regular. Uh, and the plural would be canons regular. This is a noun from the 14th century. A member of one of several Roman Catholic religious institutes of regular priests living in community under a usually Augustinian rule. Next is canonry, noun from the 15th century, the office of a canon, also the endowment that financially supports a canon. Next is canoodle. Yes, canoodle. So much different than all the rest of these other words. Uh, This is a verb from... 1859, it is just intransitive. Uh, Where did I see? Yes, just intransitive because there's only one definition, which is two synonyms. The definition is two synonyms. They are pet and fondle, as in lovers canoodling in the park. What is considered canoodling and what is not considered canoodling? I don't think that is a conversation that we can have at the moment, but uh, what, what things... You can just have fun and think about this on your own. What things would be considered canoodling? Where's the line? Uh, So, by the way, this is perhaps from the English dialect word, which is also canoodle, uh, which means donkey or fool or foolish lover. So that's interesting to think about how those those are related. And then our last word is canopic. Uh, or yes, canopic jar. It could also be canopic jar. C-A-N-O-P-I-C. And then the word jar, like a jar of peanut butter. Ooh, ooh, we just bought some some of that uh, cookie butter from Trader Joe's. Ooh, that stuff is so good. Okay, noun from 1893. A jar in which the ancient Egyptians preserved the viscera of a deceased person, usually for burial with the mummy. I think viscera just means like some of the body, right? So I don't know if it's a specific part. I just think it's a portion of the body, the dead body. Um, maybe it is the things that they pulled out of the body because I know that when they make mummies, they pull lots of things out. They pull lots of organs out and the brain and the heart and all that. Uh, so maybe those would be the viscera. And then I think, yes, this is sort of sounding familiar. Then they put those things in these jars, these uh, canopic jars or canopic. Uh, oh, and then the name comes from Canopus, Egypt. C-A-N-O-P-U-S, Canopus, Egypt. Maybe they were the first ones who decided that they should keep all of these organs and gross things in jars because that's what normal people do, right? Right. All right, well, if you want to learn more about Canopus, you can listen to the next episode, but I will tell you that there is a picture on the next page, which doesn't usually happen this way, uh, but on the next page, there is a picture of a Canopic jar. It just looks like a jar, probably ceramic, but then at the top of it is a sculpted head, uh, you know, typically the mask that you would see on a mummy uh, looks like one of the pharaohs, so it's uh, it, it, it kind of looks like... Um, a pharaoh, a person is inside of a jar with just their head poking out, which I think is kind of funny. Okay, so we had 
oh, a bunch of canon words. Canon, canyon, canoness, canonic, canonical, canonical form, canonical hour, canonicals, can- canonicity, canonist, canonize, canon law, canon lawyer, canon regular, canonry, canoodle, and canopic jar. Well, I just feel like I have to pick canoodle as the word of the episode because other than canopic jar, it was the most different. It's also just a fun word to say. Uh, the canoodle, a canoodle is a donkey as well as fondle. I wish some of these rhymed so it would be easier to make a song. I don't think I did any singing in this episode, really. Canoodle, canoodle, it's gonna mess with your noodle. Because it means a donkey, but it also means fondle. Canoodle, canoodle. Don't think too hard about it. There were too many syllables in that last one. Uh, Okay, I think that is it for today. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I sometimes feel like I should add a little bit more at the end. If if you want to know about what I'm doing in my life, I don't usually do this. uh, Like what I'm watching, because that's fun. For you adults, Big Mouth is amazing. I will continue to plug Ologies, uh, which is a fantastic podcast that I am still trying to catch up on. Um, what else are we watching? I haven't really... We, we've just been watching a lot of movies. It's Christmas time when I'm recording this. So we watched Home Alone. We watched Die Hard. We watched Elf. Uh, we're probably going to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation pretty soon. Uh, we've watched some other not kid-friendly Christmas movies, like horror movies and one in particular was pretty messed up. Oh, we also watched Happiest Season, which was a very uh, good romantic comedy. I mean, as romantic comedies go, uh, it, it I thought it was one of the one of the better ones. It was very cute uh, and fun, and it uh, has a very good message. I think it's it's a definitely a romantic comedy for the today times. All right, I think I've talked enough. We have finished page 180. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information from this book through my mouth, into the microphone, into the recorder, into your headphones, and then into your ears. Goodbye.